I went down to pennies in my life twice down to almost nothing. And with two young kids, you know, and you know what? I look where I am today. I go, holy shit. I was a little nervous back then when that happened, which I should have been, but it worked out. Like it always works out. So it's not even, don't even throw money in the mix, life, death, uh, and health. If it's beyond that, let it go. Don't take it serious, man. You'll, you'll figure it out. Believe me, we, we, I'm 58. I'm here today. I look back at 58 years and I go, I, I made it whole and I made it really well. And I was all nervous back there at 38. I was nervous at 24. I was nervous at 18. And you know what? I'm going to tell you if you're 18, 24, or 38, relax. You're tuning into the Routine Project Podcast, where I, your host, Justin Crawford, am getting into the minds of today's leading entrepreneurs, thought leaders, celebrities, and so many others with one mission in mind, understanding their routine so we can get to building the ones that make the most sense for us in our personal and professional lives. This is the one show that's hyper-focused on routines and routines only. Thanks for clicking play wherever you're tuning in. Now here's today's episode. All right, I'd give you guys an introduction, but I probably don't have to. This is Greg Centineo, and we are here, or Centineo, sorry. Um, now I have to redo that. Centineo was no, what no, I no. heard. No, no, keep it, keep it, keep it, bro, <laughs> because the other half of the family goes by Centineo, and I think they're all upset now because Noah blew that thing up with Centineo, so we left them in the dust. All right, so we're going to start there, we're, we, and then we'll get into everything else that you're up to, and I can't wait to ask you about your routines, and, and I was telling Greg before we had clicked record not too long ago, my friends, if you click play, there's a million podcasts out there, and he he said yes to this one, so I'm just so thankful, my friend, but okay, so then your last name, in and of itself, how has that treated you throughout the years, and having both pronunciations, it's it's kind of like, you know, the double-edged sword. Well, there were 70 pronunciations, because nobody ever said it right let alone the two that the family holds by Centineo and Centineo. Oh, it was, it's been massacred my entire life growing. It's probably one of the things I, I call it bullying because teachers would actually mispronounce <laughs> my name. First sign of bullying in my life was teachers mispronouncing my name, man. I'm sure you'll bring it up here shortly uh, throughout this conversation as to how that may have been to your benefit, right? And the reason I say to your benefit, I mean, you've built monsters in terms of businesses and kind of how you have spent the last 20 years really, you know, building out what you consider and what I would even look at you uh, and also agree to is is kind of like a dream job, right? And so I think that when you first start, take us back 20 years for a moment. And then clearly, folks, we have to talk about his routines because that's what this show is about. But ultimately, like, you know, I'll start at the beginning with you when you thought about not just dabbling, really like jumping uh, into the entertainment business. What were your thoughts there and kind of the the whole idea to get you 20 years forward? Yeah, man, it's been, it's kind of, it's kind of was the same thinking that I, you know, that I use today. It was just basically, if I feel like doing something, I'm going to go do it. And, um, you know, everyone has always asked, you know, you know, you like to say dream job, you know, it's, I would say it's, 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 it's lucky by design. So what I've done is, I've designed my life exactly the way I want it to feel and look. And, and that's not a joke. It's like, I, it's designed that way. And, and then throughout that course, there's a lot of meaningful coincidences, title luck that kind of intersect or collide with me as I'm doing it my way. That gave me great opportunities. I've never seen myself in the entertainment industry. I didn't see myself in the animation industry. I didn't see myself in the digital human uh, animation mm-hmm. space or technology, but it, it the things lead to to things. And um, while I'm living my life in a designed way, 
Shoo. I mean, you hit the nail on the head. I think like you almost have to activate it on your own. Uh, I've heard that from a lot of folks and I'm sure anybody listening has also heard that. Like if you want to create that life for yourself, if you want to kind of design your own future, especially in career, where do you think the misconception is though? So oftentimes, especially in entertainment, I just want to ask this out of curiosity to start when you began really building and and creating and designing your own future really right with these jobs what do you feel like kind of might have held you back that you were like nah like i'm not gonna let that hold me back is it a mindset thing or do you feel like it's more so just people kind of falling victim to thinking they need a corporate job and that's how their life is going to work out or what was going through your head it's mindset i think i think it all boils down to how you how you view things we start off kind of on the wrong foot, which is the kind of right foot because we, we, we're told what we can do and what we can't do from the day we're born, right? Mm-hmm. So brush your teeth, okay, you know, you, you know, use a toilet paper, okay, if you don't use toilet, you know, I mean, everything is just ingrained in you that you are brought up, brought up in a very, in a system, if you would, that just kind of tells you what to do, what you can't do, what, what, the, what the limitations are in your life. And then you turn 18 and you're told, you know, pick some that you want to do for the rest of your life and go to college. And, and that's what you did. And if you didn't go to college and pick some that you're going to do for the rest of your life. And when people don't realize that you actually know, and this is your parents did their job from zero to 13, if you're Jewish and from zero to 18, if you're everything else in life. (laughs) (laughs) And then they're done. They have absolutely, they have nothing to do with what you decide to do Mm. and go choose what you want to do. And I think the, the limitation is what, what is we put on ourselves? We just don't believe that's true. Mm. Like, yeah. And then for the parents listening, I think this could be so useful. I mean, we've looked at the metrics of folks who tune into this podcast already and just oh, so many episodes that we've done. And it's clear as day, there are totally parents tuning in. And I think if you could speak to them for a moment as a dad, not, I mean, take, maybe take yourself out of the entertainment business for a moment and even think about like knowing the kids and just anybody who looks up to you as a father. Now, what would you say to them when they're thinking about, okay, well, my kid needs to be able to spread their wings and do what they want to do. And if it's, it's going to be okay, if it's not mm-hmm. the traditional corporate nine to five job, it's okay. If it's not the same business mm-hmm. as the parent. I think in parenting, man, my parenting style and Jules's parent style and my ex's parent, I mean, was basically our my, my, my idea of parenting is that it's not our, our job to tell our kids what they're supposed to be. It's to study who they are and help and guide them in that direction. Um, you know, from an early age, they start to give off um, things about them, what they're gravitating to, not, you know, from three to seven, seven to 10, 10 to 14, you'll start to see what they love, who they are. And mm. our job as parents is not to direct them down a path that we want them to go down, but it's to actually nurture the path that they're designed to go down. And um, so when you start to, when that's what I did with, with my kids, all six of them was, and they're all six different human beings. So mm. it's like, but if you step back far enough and just look at them, you'll see that they're telling you what they are. They're showing you what they are. They they're moving mm. in directions. They it's so that's what I would encourage parents is, you know, get out of their way. Um, and your job is to garden the garden, not plant the garden. Mm. And listen to you parents out there. I hope that helps you because we're moving right along to the creatives now in the room. Greg, you're a creative first, would you say? Everything. In terms of yeah. everything you do, ha- it just it's almost 
inevitable that it's going to be creative, but on the forefront, you as a creative gets to create. Uh, and the reason I bring that up is because I have, I don't think I've yet to have that conversation on this particular show just yet. And there has to be routines in being creative. And so for you, uh, you've done so many cool projects. I could drop all of them, but I'm just going to link them down below if we can. And if not, I'm going to write them out below uh, under Greg's bio because there's a lot of them. So if you had to give us one project that you said, damn, I mean, between like all the doctors and celebs and everybody you've even worked with, if you could pick one and tell us about it and what kind of went through your head from start to finish uh, creatively in order to bring it to life and then ultimately have it be as big as it was. Well, I mean, I think, I mean, there's, there's obviously one or two to always stand out to me. One is the animation film that we did. Um, but I think that along with everything else is a creative journey. Um, you start with an idea and that, that was an idea, that project. It didn't have anything, didn't have any assets to it. It was just an idea. That takes creativity to create something from nothing. And so everything that we do really is creative and mm -hmm. it's business. So business is not separate from creative and that's, that's, it's together. Um, they're all the same. So you bring your creativity, everything taking a project. I would have to look at that project and think, wow, how are we going to, how are we going to make this happen? How are we going to create it? Yeah, that's right. So um, that drove me in everything. And then that ability to convey and communicate the art of what we were creating, people really kind of are drawn to that and want to be, you know, you don't want to be, do you want to, you go to, do you, are you drawn to a white wall? Um, but you're drawn to color, you're drawn to imagination, you're drawn to business's imagination. I was just watching the uh, We we Work Crash yesterday. Oh, yeah. TV. Sick. I loved it, man. But that was just creative. Just he saw something that nobody else saw. It was doing some nobody else was doing, felt that the culture was was asking for and he did it. And I think it's, business is a beautiful creative um, process, man. Mm. And then more on that, too. I mean, I think that people especially if you're tuning in now and you're right brained and or the other side left brain, you know, I think there's something there where not oftentimes people can hit balance the two. And that's why they end up sticking again to bring up that nine to five job. They're either sticking to the nuts and bolts of spreadsheets and PowerPoints and meetings and phone calls, or they're just doing the creative and know nothing about the business. And I'll give a quick example and not even to derail for a moment, but I've met some entertainers and artists who have said, I don't want to learn the business. I don't want to understand that part. I'll let my manager, my agent handle that. And I go, ah, you should learn a little bit about it, if not actually do both like you. And so since you've done both for so long now, I have to ask you when you think of really leaning on one than the other as you um, create a creative business, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. It's kind of like a, a crazy thing on words here, but as you're really producing work, right, which has business elements to it, uh, if you can tell us a little bit about the routines that you may have had in place over the years and just kind of what systems worked for you. Um, and, and kind of, you know, again, like this is the routine project. So I feel like it could be really cool to hear you talk about, all right, well, when I did that thing or the years that I've done these things, what was the routine you feel like you've had between business and creative? That's a great question. Um, you know, um, I, maybe the way you you, you've um, said that question up. I'm not really sure, but I, I would tell you that the, I think business for a creative is not, is it's unfortunate that we're hand, that, that a creative is handed a business model, spreadsheet sheets, P and L sheets, accounting sheets, things that are very boring and very systematic and don't 
don't jive with a creative mind. And those are created by those sheets are created by people that all they see is numbers and they put the numbers in the way that they see them. Mm. And then they say, this is business and that's not business. So what I would do routinely in every business that I was in was they bring those, those incredibly boring, you know, sheets. (laughs) And I go, get us out of here. And because it's business is real simple. What are we selling? It's so simple. It's just so get this out of my face and explain this to me. How much did we sell? How much did we make? It's just real simple. And write it. And look behind me is a chalk. That's chalk paper. Nice. So I'll write on. I just it's simple. So simplified. So we I really inspire the creatives do not accept business in that. If the accountant needs to do the spreadsheet, then do it in his office or her office. <laughs> but when you come in, when you come in my office, you leave that shit behind. Like, don't, don't bring that here because it's confusing everybody in the room. And the only one knows what's going on is you because it's the way you presented the information. That's bad. It's just like the teacher in school. They would teach me and go, he's got ADD. He's got all it's kinds right. of issues. He doesn't learn. No, you suck at teaching because you just teach one way that, that I don't get. So I don't allow that shit. If you, this is my studio. There's not a legal pad in here. There's, there's creative pencils from Bruce Lee. There is, there are, there are sketchbooks. Okay. That I use, sorry about that, that I use as my note taking, right? That's how I, because I'm a creative. Why would I have a disgusting legal pen here with the lines and that an attorney likes to use? I'm not going to have it in here. I don't want anything remotely close to that. So from what I use to write old school pencil sharpener, it's, it makes me, I'm creating note-taking is creating it's so it's no joke. I, I you know, colored, colored Crayola. Marcus, yeah. You know? Oh yeah. It's this how I do business. So, you know, no manila envelopes, you know, or folders, you know, really cool looking folders when I need them. And um, so I, I really, I tell the creatives, you, you have to be in your business because it's simple mm-hmm. and you've got to know your business and you got to be aware of your business, not let my manager handle it. Let, no, 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 no. A contract is a contract. How much are they paying for me? What kind of water is going to be in the dressing room when I show up? Do I have a trailer? Don't I? The things you want, that's business. Think about that. It's what you want every day that they've confused you to think I got this. No, they, you got what? Think about that. <laughs> so glad I asked that question. Yeah, fires me up, man. Because so I don't allow any of my artists to ever to ever cop out and parachute out of business. No, because they understand business is fun. Business is creative. Business is what they want and how they want it. And um, and do it your way. So again, my studio set up the way I want it to be set up. And my place in Florida, I got butcher paper on the wall. And that's how I draw out strategies on butcher paper. Mm. You know, so it's wow. just. God forbid I should have a whiteboard near me. Never. It's the most uncreative looking thing I've ever seen in my entire life with a, with a, with a uh, stainless steel border and it's white and it's, it's, it's disgusting. I don't want it near me. Yeah. So, so that's called my experience every day is exact. It's a routine. Exactly how I want my experience to be every single day is creative, fun, feeling inspired by my desk. Right. So that's a routine and change is a routine for me. Okay. Big time. So I don't like to live in the same place too long. <laughs> so, wow. That's, and I get inspired. Yeah, I'm leaving Saturday for my place in Florida. I've been in LA since January. I got to go. I got to go get inspired. I need a different. So I go to my place. Well, I can't afford. So you can't afford what I afford, but you can certainly afford Airbnb. 
That's right. For 36 the, bucks a month. Yeah. A day. I mean, a day. Go, go, go. Find what works for you and do it. Design your life. So change wow. is a routine for me, man. Do you see how like, okay. And I don't know how you are with conversations, but what I've noticed, especially as, as, as much what I could say, like good juju type combo you're giving us on this show, I start to see how it then immediately ties to things you've already said. Right. And, and anyway, so let, let me break this down really quickly. So you mentioned this legal notepad and I can't help but ask, you know, how you handle restrictions, both personally and professionally and how you deal with those in a routine manner. So I want to ask you that. Uh, and then to follow that before I forget, just so I can always go back to it, because I'm not going to type in front of you. That's right. Uh, you think about creative outlets and like, you need to be inspired and you need to be at that next house or then just like a nice little getaway trip or whatever you need to do to get away from that. I think all of us are in that same boat. We're humans. We're designed to be somewhat creative. And when we're restricted, which is why I'm asking that question first, when we're restricted, we don't get that opportunity, AKA legal pad, right? AKA spreadsheet and emails, right? Like it's just like, like you said, Mm -hmm. keep it simple, check your emails once a day or whatever. So I'm going to shut up and ask you that one question first, and then go back to kind of when you're not inspired what's the routine around getting inspired so with the legal pad note when you feel restricted you know or when you first felt restricted really greg like what did you do to get out of that how did you get out of it and then what routines kept you making sure that you were never going to feel as restricted as you had felt it's a great question and so that the answer to that question goes back to the first question is that i i'm empowered i I can Mm -hmm. design my i can design it the way i want to design it and if you're, in the, if you're listening and you're going, well, I work for somebody with well, this. And do you want to work for somebody or don't you want to work for somebody? So don't get the excuses. And well, you, you know, you can do that because you work for you. I work for myself because I chose to work for myself. Mm-hmm. Right. If you're in a nine to five job and you're working for somebody that has legal pads in your desk and you're in a cubicle and you hate what you're doing, that's you, you, you put yourself in a position that you don't belong. And then you're susceptible to all the crap, like, like the stuff we're talking about, because you chose not to jump. And so the reality is to design your life, you got to be willing to jump. And most people aren't willing to jump. So they stay what they call comfortable, which is really discomfort at the highest out at the highest uh-huh. level. Oh, we've heard that. Yep. And you stay in your discomfort because you're afraid to go ahead and jump to get to a place in your life that you really are comfortable with who you are doing it the way you do. I don't shop at Office Depot. I won't even walk in Office Depot. It's disgusting. Mm. But I walk into arts, arts supply stores. And as I'm shop, shopping for things to write notes down when I'm, I'm inspired walking in, in an art store because there's so much cool stuff, right, to, to do because my life is art. My, my world is art. Everything I'm doing is creative. I'm creating something. So why would I go to Office Depot? You know what I'm saying? So that's just me. I'm not saying you do it. I'm just saying I, I live in a, I create a creative world everywhere I go. Mm-hmm. I choose to stay out of non-creative situations. Bring, bring my accountant knows when I talk to my accountant, I want to know, and I want to know the tax loopholes because that's creative. <laughs> I want to know that, but don't bring your spreadsheets out to me. Explain to me. That, and then I'm actually helping my accountant understand it even more because once they show me a loophole, I get it. Cause I'm a creative like Bitcoin. Ethereum, <laughs> cryptocurrency. Did you know? Here's big business. I'm going to blow you away. Why you should own cryptocurrency? Because did you know that you can actually, if you're down on cryptocurrency like we are right now, 30, 40%. I just sold all my cryptocurrency last week, all of it, because I was down 40%. And I immediately bought it right back. 
Why did I do that? Because that 40% that I'm down, I just, by selling it, I just took the 40% tax deduction because mm. it's allowed in crypto space right now. And then I bought it right back for that price. So I didn't lose. I just sold, bought again, next minute. That's creative. That's like, holy cow, I just earned a huge tax break for my write-offs because I, because it's creative businesses. Like, mm -hmm. holy cow, the government allows us to, to sell you crypto down 40%. Now I'm not even down 40% because I have that write-off against my house that I just sold that I have profit. You know, so that's business. That's from a creative. I love Great. that stuff. Get you jazzed up, get you fired up. And I oh, love seeing and it. it. I, I mean, folks probably can't see too much of it unless you went to Instagram and saw us there. We put out some stuff around, you know, we probably pulled Greg's face out of the Zoom call and put it on Instagram and put up some nice little stuff. But uh, you should see the energy. It's like electrifying what this man's talking about and how he's talking about it. Uh, and so, uh, okay, so then on the opposite end of this, right, we're still speaking to the creatives here, although I feel like everybody's a creative. So hopefully all of you can learn a bit or two from what he's talking about. But ultimately, on the other side of this electrifying energy that you got, right? This, this, this Greg that gets like super creative and excited and you've been doing it for over 20 years and everything feels like good in motion for you. There's gotta be some days that aren't like that, you know? And so on those given days where you're like, I'm just not feeling creative. What routines do you have that either put you back in that creative space if you so have to do that day or what routines do you have that you feel as though you know, if it's an off day, it's an off day. Instead, I'm going to do this thing. What do you usually go towards uh, if you don't have to be creative that day? Yeah. So if it's an off day, man, I do one of two things. I either go to the bar, happy hour. Same. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, I love tequila. So if it's an off day, I just made a good day because, <laughs> because I love tequila. So now I'm going to go get hammered at the bar for a few hours, have fun with some friends and people and just have a great time. Or I'm going to go to bed early and get rid of this day and start with a new one tomorrow. I mean, it's sometimes it's shitty days, man. It's just nothing's going for me. <laughs> Love That's how that. it is, man. Um, you know, and, or you just, whatever, whatever it is that you're not happy about, just, all right, shift to something. There's a hundred things that you can do other than what you're not happy about and go do them. And it's perspective. It just means, look, it's going to work out. Everything always works out. And if it doesn't, it'll work out another way. So it's just understanding that. Life is not that difficult, man. I'm not saying it's not hard at times. It is, and it's easy at times. But the reality is, is, is it's just, you know, don't take anything, don't take anything too serious other than life and death. That's really in love. Life, death, and love, that's all we really own. That's what's serious. Somebody passes, that's, that's a problem. When somebody passes, somebody really gets hurt. That's a problem. But whatever you're going through today, if it's outside of that and your health, um, you'll figure it out, including money. Like including money, you might be, listen, I, I went almost, I went, I went down to pennies in my life twice down to almost nothing. And with two young kids, you know, and you know what? I, I look where I am today. I go, holy shit. I was a little nervous back then when that happened, oh, yeah. which I should have been, but it worked out. Like it always works out. So it's not even, don't even throw money in the mix, life, death, uh, and health. If it's beyond that, let it go. Don't take it serious, man. You'll, you'll figure it out. Believe me, we, we, I'm 58. I'm here today. I look back at 58 years and I go, I, I made it whole and I made it really well. And I was all nervous back there at 38. I was nervous at 24. I was nervous at 18. And you know what? I'm going to tell you if you're 18, 24, or 38, relax, relax. It's going to work out. Just keep doing what you do the way you want to do it. I had a very strong feeling. I was watching some interviews before this with, with Greg and I was telling Talene on the call before you had jumped in. I said, so there's something about Greg 
uh, Centineo, Centineo, right? I'm going to have to use both. We're going to have to hyphenate your name and just call it for what it is. Uh, and, and so especially, listen, especially if someone gets tequila in their system and makes Centineo, right? Like, it's going to order the one day, like, Centineo. Anyway, I, I felt this. Everything he just said, I think is so true. Um, and I'm 26. So I, I, but what's interesting is I remember watching your interviews and I go, he's got it. He has built something in and out of his professional life and in his personal life on both sides where you've gotten to this really incredible mental space. Not every day is going to be the best for that. And like you had said, you have ways and routines uh, to make sure you cope with whatever day might seem like a shit one. Uh, But for folks who are listening, who haven't yet gotten to that place, but want to get there, right? Think uh, thinking of the mental health part of everything you had mm-hmm. just said what do you feel like may have been those systems and again i gotta say it but like the routines really uh over the years that got you past like you had said those i think you said 28 30 uh 18 uh 28 uh, 24 38 right so 18 24 38 what at those moments where do you feel like you were growing the most mentally and how did you routinely get to that and just keep you know leveling up it was it, seriously in, in what it was is positive outlook. Like 18, I had a massively positive outlook, man. I, I didn't relate to negativity. I didn't relate to, it can't be done. Matter of fact, I abhor the concept when I said, can't, we can't never, we can't do that. I just don't even want to hear that. It's positivity. 24, I decided to sell my business and go to, and go study theology, you know, in Bible college. It was like, uh, and people go, you're going to sell a business in 24, you're going to go to, yeah, I'm going to do that. Why? Because I just want to see what the hell's going on with God. I don't know. I don't know if this thing exists, doesn't exist. I don't want to listen to the array of imbeciles out there telling me who's, who's, which, which religion's right, which one's wrong. Everyone's got the truth. Everyone's yeah. got the answer. And I'm going, well, I don't even, I'm not going to, why am I trusting that? I'm going to go study it myself. And I walked down, I realized nobody knows what they're talking about. So Einstein was correct when it came to God. He said, nobody knows what you, nobody knows anything because you, you, we all occupy two square feet of real estate on planet earth with two eyes facing in one direction. And what do you really know? Nothing. So stop talking about the universe or the God of the universe, because you don't know. Oh, it's in the book. What book? Just enough. And that's not a disrespect. That's a respect for whatever that superpower energy is in the universe. That's Mm. undeniably powerful and alive we're going to try to define it. You can't even define yourself. So let it go. Like you don't even know who you are. You tell me who God is. So, so that move positive, I'm leaving, selling my business, going to study theology, moved on. It was always, Hey, I want, I want, I want to go into, now I'm going to go in the ministry. I went in the ministry. I'm going to help high school kids and college. I did that. I love that every second of the way positive. I'm, hey, now I'm going to start a coffee shop because I got fired by the church. So I got fired. So I went to somebody start a coffee shop and no 500 people followed me out of the, out of the church to, to be a church. I all staying positive and getting, I can do, I'm going to do, co- you never did coffee before. How do you know? About, I love coffee, but what do you, I'm going to try it. I'm going to study it. I'm going to research. I'm going to live in Seattle for four months. And I did came back to coffee. Then I got back. It's positive. I just have a positive. I'm 58 people. I don't have any friends my age because they're done. They're done. They're done. They're just waiting to be buried. Yeah, I get it. They're waiting to be buried, man. They're they're history. I I believe my greatest years are in front of me, not behind me, in front of me. I, I got here at 58 doing everything you said I just did. You have my whole bio there, right? Oh, yeah. Justin, my starting point was taken was shitting in a diaper. That's right. Think about my starting point (laughs) to see all the all the things, all the things that I accomplished. I my starting point was shitting in a diaper. I didn't have a vocabulary. I didn't have a network and I didn't have any money. That was my starting point. And I didn't know where the hell I was. Where are we? I don't 
right? I'm born. Like, what? I had to figure it all out. Then I got here. So now at 58, I have a network. I have a vocabulary. I have money. I have experience. The, the greatest years are in front of me, not behind me. And the system tells me retire now. Get the fuck, retire? I ret retire? My greatest years are in front. That's positive thinking. It's a perspective of this, the world that we're in, not the one they try to give me about it, but it's the one I choose to create. It's my reality. So anyway. That's it. Yeah. He's about to take a sip of his coffee. Is that the coffee that you had uh, created by chance? All right. Spoke, talk about routine. Yeah. So this is a routine I do. This is a, a, a routine every day in my life. Generally every day, if I've missed a couple of days a, a, a year, it's, but I drink coffee every morning. More importantly, I make my coffee every morning. And I, more importantly, I have a Keurig. I don't, I use it in type, type, type moments, but I do poros. I studied coffee. I have whole beans. I have a, I have a great grinder. I have a pour over system. I have a great kettle that heats up to the degree. I, every morning, the first thing I do is art. Yeah. I create coffee. It takes me nine minutes to do this. And some people that stay over the house and come in, they go, man, you do this every morning. I do this every morning. They go, gosh, it's just coffee. No, for you, it's just coffee. And then you wonder why you're depressed. <laughs> so true. Because everything is just coffee. It's just it lunch. It's just, it's just everything in my life is not just something. It has meaning to me. So I get the chance every morning to go down and, and do art, grinding the beans based on the humidity in the room, adjusting the grind, setting it up, boiling the water to 206 or 204, depending on the, the, the type of bean I have, right? steaming my, my oat milk, the way I want to steam my, if I'm fasting, black coffee, heating my cup up, right? So that the cold cup doesn't take the hot coffee and steal the, the hot from the coffee. And now I'm drinking warm coffee. It's an art. So the first thing I do every single morning routine is create. And it's coffee, not just coffee. What's really cool about that. Number one, I didn't even think I have so many thoughts. If you're listening, just bear with me for a moment because I just, I, I like my brain is all over the place. I had asked you about how you felt over the years when you were hitting milestones, what kept you going. And then he went into this whole great, beautiful, and the way you said everything was great about perspective and being positive and having that positive perspective be something that you inherit over time. And it's all going to be on that. And then I go, oh, wait, okay, he, I wanted to give you time to actually sip on your coffee. So then as soon as you're sipping on coffee, then you're like, wait, that's actually my routine. But you explaining how you have your routine around coffee every single morning then has me thinking that's a whole nother view, sorry, a whole nother uh, outlook on coffee because that was the one thing everyone on this podcast has said, right? Oh, I got to make coffee. If they're not a coffee drinker, sure. But like most people have said, I make coffee in the morning, but never has anybody said it the way you just said it. That's amazing. I want to go back to the universe for a moment. And then we have, we have minutes till we wrap, but this is only because I want to make sure folks, <clears throat> if you're, if this is your first episode, uh, welcome. If it's, uh, continued and you'd been here for a minute and Greg is just another guest that you're like, holy shit, I want to learn and I want to get into the minds of a mastermind and someone who's so creatively successful and just is great. You're here, right? But the reason I say that is because um, as as we've kept these shorter and more concise, look at, look at everything Greg's just said. 
right? And then we're pacing amazingly on time because I'm respectful of his time and I want to make sure he gets to his his uh, his chalk paper behind him so he can start creating after we get off this call with his nice wh- what was it a Vin Diesel pencil? Kevin Bacon? What you? No, nah, it's, it's actually a, it's a it's a black wing. It's it's um. You said someone's it's, name. It's Bruce. It's Bruce, Bruce Lee. Lee. So these are Bruce <laughs> Lee. There's Bruce. You see him on the box, man. Oh, it's like so these cool. are have his at his home address on. He was a, he was a if you, want, if you want to understand routine, study Bruce Lee. The guy was out of the box, man. And his thinking, he was fresh, experiential, and I honor. I want those things around me that mm. represent how I want to live my life. Like, and so Bruce is one of those guys, and so I have something that I have. I can't have him, but I have something that reminds me that there's others out there like this. And that's his address, six, 651, man. And um, it's cool stuff. Sorry, go ahead. You're cool stuff. I got one more question. I have two more questions for you, really. I just sure. wanted to go back to that universe note because you did mention very briefly uh, and to, to bring it back up in case you guys didn't hear it. He had mentioned that like you... In it, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna say it verbatim, but you had pretty much said that as things are happening in your life, uh, it's probably the wrong thing, right, to get in the routine of trying to control it too much, where it then becomes like not what you thought it was going to be. Uh, and the reason I say that is because as you'd mentioned, universe, you were also talking about how people are kind of trying to define that. That's what I meant to say. You're, they're trying to define that feeling and that that uh, exhilarating, like, oh my God, the universe is working in my favor. We've all heard those things, which is totally mm-hmm. cool. Like if you believe what you believe and to Greg's mm-hmm. point, a lot of times you just can't define those things. And so to, to that point, where do you feel like, do you ever, or do you think we're ever going to define that? Do you feel like that feeling and that, that universal experience of folks just, ex- again, like experiencing things in life and a lot of it's good shit right? If you're leaning in enough and, and you have that positive outlook that you have, do you ever think we'll ever define it? And if so, how, if not, why? It's great. Awesome question. No, man, I think the, the, the answer is not, the answer is not an answer. The answer is a better question. What you should be looking for in life is a better question, not the answer, because it's obvious that we grow. And so everything that we, everything is relative to what we're learning today. And if it was meant to be that we can get the entire whole truth, but nothing but the truth in a single year of our lives and then go live that nothing but the truth the rest of your life, then, then yeah, but, but it's ambiguous. The truth is that the word that you have to get comfortable with is the word ambiguity, not knowing. And it's Mm. the, it's, and a matter of fact, every major prophet, every major philosopher has said it, Jesus said it, unless you become like a child you'll not inherit the kingdom of God. He said it right there. What does it mean to become like a child? You know, do I got to grow back? Actually, the Jewish leaders said, what do we need to do? Uh, you know, get, you know, go back into a womb and come out as a child again. I'm old. He goes, and the point was, it's the Peter Pan syndrome. Even the greatest writers of film, of story, talked about Peter Pan. I'm never growing oh, yeah. up, right? So never growing up means as a child, I remember Noah and Taylor Justino, you put the, the, the you put the uh, the mirror down. They said, Dad, I got a question. What's the question? And they you're driving and they ask you a question, you give them an answer, and they have a follow-up question to the answer, and you give them the follow, and they have a follow-up to the and a, a kid's kid's perspective is that the world is so big, mm-hmm. life is so huge that they they live in wonder and excitement about life. And so it's massive to them. So they know they don't know. And they ask mm-hmm. question after question after question. We as adults grow up and we feel like we have the answer or we know. And so every, the world shrinks to a very small compartment and we compartmentalize ourselves in this very small, limited world. 
and we know when we can control everything in that world. Oh, you don't want to do that because that'll never work. Oh, how do you know? Oh, because I tried that and never worked. Okay. So (laughs) it's a limited. So it goes from unlimited to limited. So you, so ambiguity is we're not here to know who God or the universe is. If we were, we'd have been born. We would have been born with instructions on our butts and we would have Mm -hmm. came out and the doctor would have pulled off the instructions and here it is. Here's your creator. But we were born with nothing. And so we are to experience this amazing planet in, in, a, in a system of planets, moons, and stars that galaxies that go beyond. You, good luck. I mean, you, you want to know how big this thing is? Start, it's, you're never going to figure it out. Not here, not in this lifetime. And it's not meant to be. This lifetime, you are to go out there and make it happen and experience and bring as many of those experiences in and you'll get understanding you will not, un- you will understand, but you will not know everything. You'll get certain, and these, this, I just come from a position of understanding, not knowledge. I understand one thing. I'm not going to know everything. I don't, I'm not even going to venture on the God thing. I can't, can't do it. It's, imp- it's stupid. If I started to say, well, God wants you to, I don't, I tell you one thing. It's obvious that it's all ambiguous. So embrace it. And that gets us to our last question. I have goosebumps. I hope you do. I have cold chills, goosebumps. I don't know what it is. I'm like, I listen to you and I start thinking to myself like, okay, well, maybe there's, there's gotta have been some point in your life where you had, you, you built up this, um, what I would consider just like this loving fatherly energy of being able to say things like that to folks. Cause I've asked that question to some people, not just on this podcast, but in any interview and uh, it doesn't come out the same. So it came out that way with Craig and I'm so thankful. I hope you all who are tuning in now um, are feeling like I am, cause I'm ready to, you know, and as, as sad as we are to wrap this thing up, I got one question about what you're looking forward to the most. You say your whole life is ahead of you uh, and then you're not retiring. You're like, yeah, fuck retiring. I'm, I got the rest of my years, everything like so much ahead of you. What are you looking forward to the most? If there's just one thing that holds you on every day that you're like, you know what? I got this thing and I got this feeling. It could be a feeling, could be something tangible, could be a family member. I have no idea what it is. That's why I'm asking. But just imagine one thing that's keeping you going that you're looking forward to the most as you continue what uh, your whole life ahead of you. Yeah, no, awesome, man. It's 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 not 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 knowing what it is. That's that's what always keep imagine that, man. Waking up and there's a Christmas present under the tree and it's wrapped. And for 12 days before Christmas, you see that present, you ask your mom, and you know, what is it? Come on, can I open it? Or it's the anticipation of what you don't know is in the box. I don't know what's ahead. I don't, that's what excites me. I have 50 years, 58 years of experience of opening box after box after box of incredible experiences that I go, I can only imagine what, and I, so I, it's not knowing. It's, mm. it's whatever's going to be dealt to me as I continue to design my life the way, again, I never tell, and this is what I love. My thing in life is to unshackle people and say, go live the way you want to live. Don't ask me how to live. I always tell my kids growing up, I'll never tell you what to do, but do what I tell you. And that sounds like a paradox contradiction, yeah, right, right, right. but it really means I'm going to point in a direction, which I, why, why are you in a straitjacket? Un, unhook your straitjacket and go live go live. I'm not happy. Why aren't you happy? Because I'm working in a cubicle, but I really want to do music. Okay. Listen, it's not rocket. I'm going to tell you what to do. I never tell you what to do, but do what I tell you. Walk that direction. That's you want to do music. You're not, you're not happy. You're not doing music. No, you're doing accounting. Yeah. I would, that's the threat. I go that direction and do it any way you want to do it. Walk that way. Don't ask me another question. I'm going to tell you how to do it, but walk in that way and go, go figure, go figure your own life out, man. That's the license that we have as human beings. 
to figure our own life out, not have someone tell us what to do, how to do it, when to do it, why to do it, but to go figure it out, man. That's the journey. Because when you get whatever it is you're figuring out, when you get there, you know what happens? You go, all right, what, what's next? So it really is, it seriously really is the journey. Not that, you know, that cliche, it seriously is the journey. So just live and, and good or bad success, failures along the journey. It don't matter because it's not about the outcomes. It's about the experience in those outcomes. And it's about not what you're doing, but who you're doing it with that really matters in life. The what is, 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 is intangible. It's a thing. It's a, it's a business. It's a product. Big, but it's the who, the people you do it with that really bring richness to your life, man. And that's all I try to do, man. Greg Centineo dash Centineo. Thank you. Thank you for saying yes to spending this much time with me on, a, on, on this podcast to everything you said. Uh, y'all just to be transparent. I was like, Oh, I got all these questions prepped. I got his research doc of all of his bio and stuff. And then I asked him one question after I fucked up his first or his last name. And here we are uh, with, with so much of what I hope you all uh, needed today. If you're out there and you feel like, you know, you were needing either a bit of positivity um, some, some knowledge around keeping business basic or just ultimately learning how to be a creative and handle business. And then like to his point, which is probably now the title, I mean, this is a little bit before we're published just yet. Cause we're currently recording live, but I promise you it'll be somewhere along the lines of, um, how to design your routine in your life, keeping business simple, let it go. So something is in that title because Greg just gave us so much great wisdom and knowledge. So if you clicked play and you could have chose any other podcast, thank you. Uh, we love having you here and we love you. If you, again, if this is your first one, welcome. I uh, hope you come back. Uh, if, you, if it's not your first one, uh, thank you for being here as always. And for more on all things, Greg, Centineo. Uh, here we go with that drop down link below. If you hit see more, you're going to find everything. We're going to link as much as we can. We're going to put his bio. We're going to, you know, give all of his accolades out there just so you guys familiarize yourself with more of Greg, but more importantly, his social medias can be on there. Uh, and then all of his exciting latest projects as well. So thank you all for being here. And then Greg, thank you again for coming on. Thanks, Justin. It was really, really great time. Thank you, my man. Hey, it's Justin again, and that concludes today's episode. I hope you were able to learn something new or exciting about routines in general and can take something away from it. Now I've got plenty more episodes coming up on this podcast, so be sure to click that follow button wherever you're listening. Oh, and you know how it goes. The show only gets better when I hear from you. So drop a rating and review right there to let me know what you loved and what I can do better to keep you coming back on this podcast every week. Now, until I get that next episode to you, take care of your routines and inspire others to do the same.